Are you an entrepreneur looking to have your business grow with a little help from the internet? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Pack. Hey, welcome to Facebook Live to Harness the Web. We're excited. We're thrilled. I'm your host, Bobby D. And... Um, this is exciting content with Steve Peck. He'll be with us uh, in a few, well, a few seconds, maybe a few minutes. Depends what I choose to do, right? This is, we're going to be loosey-goosey. This is how we do it. But this programming here with Steve Peck, he's an expert in social media marketing with LinkedIn and Facebook. And if you want to grow your business, you want to stay tuned in this week and every week. We're going to be live Thursday at 12 p.m. North American Eastern. So I'm excited about that. And... Uh, Let's just cut to the chase, shall we? Let's pull in the man who's going to give you the wisdom, right? The energy that you need. Steve, exciting. Thank you for doing this at the Hammer Fiber Studio. I'm excited for you, for the audience, for us. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's exciting today because today we're actually going to be talking about the number one question business owners and entrepreneurs tell me they have about using the Internet to grow their businesses. Excellent, excellent. So, um, well, why don't we just uh, dig into it, Steve? Uh, why don't we, uh, what is the number one? I mean, you, you did a survey recently, right? Yeah, so you this is really a result of, of a couple of different surveys I've done of users. I have about 600 responses uh, from business owners and entre entrepreneurs on the internet. And you're just going through them and kind of grouping them together. This one comes out to be the biggest one. And the question is um, how to find the right targeted prospects uh, on the Internet. And it's a big challenge. So it's not – if this is a challenge you have, you're not alone. Forty percent of the people who responded to, the, to our questionnaires online, the surveys, 40 um, percent or over 40 percent actually said that this was a challenge for them. And I know that with the people that I work with that – um, it's a challenge for them, too. And it's a little bit counterintuitive when we get into it. You'll see what I mean by that. But it's a big problem. And if you can solve this problem, you are well on your way to using the Internet to help you uh, grow your business. So, Steve, let's expand upon the targeted thing because, you know, if people are brand new trying to do business on the Internet. I mean, some people have tried, right? Uh, they're working mm -hmm. real sure. hard at it. But targeted, like, let expand. What do you mean by targeted? So it's you know the thing is uh, people want to know who like how do they get to the right audience how do they get to the people who are their ideal prospects their ideal customers the people who are going to want to do business with them how do they get to those people and um, when we get into it what we find is a lot of people aren't really sure who that person is mm -hmm. so I'll ask them that I'll ask them those questions. And I think you've heard people respond to some of the questions I'll ask, and they're just not sure how to answer those. And it's not like a bad thing. I don't, you know, it's not, uh, you know, not to make anybody wrong. It's really, it's kind of a universal thing. We don't think about it. We think about what we do. Right. We think about how we help them. But what we really need to think about is what problem of theirs do we solve? What and, problem? Uh, yeah, what problem do we solve? And then the next question becomes, who do we solve the problem for? Yeah. And I put together a couple of examples for people that might be helpful. 
Well, let, let's let's talk about some without mentioning the names or the the, the the businesses or the individual. Give us some yeah. examples of where people were stuck because we're when we're in our own business, me included, we're too close to to really see the blatant obvious, right? So it takes a guy like you from the outside to drill us and wake us up a little bit, right? Yeah. So I'll give you one example. I worked with a company. Um, that had a re- they had a retail kind of an event place, right? So, and and they had they were uh, dependent on retail traffic, which was only really good nights and weekends, right? And so they had all this extra capacity. They had invested in the facility, and they they decided that oh, this could be good if we could tap into the corporations around us, right? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we could get the companies to use it too, they could use the daytime, and we could fill up our capacity. So they start out, who do we talk to? Well, the natural things are they were looking for events or thinking, oh, we're going to talk to human resource people, all these things, right? Well, what we actually ended up coming up with is saying, who are the influencers inside of those corporations? It wasn't that. The influencers were really the secretaries, the administrative assistants, the office manager type people, the people who actually got things, um, I'm going to say, got the, the the need to have an event dumped on them. People who already had a full-time job, which the important part of this is now we get to what their problem was. They weren't really looking for an event hmm. right, or hmm. event venue. They were looking for a way to solve their problem, which was, hey, I already have a full-time job. Right now, you you dump on me. I have to organize the Christmas party too, and right. still do my job. How do I do that? Well, so what the so what this my client did is now they're out reaching out to those people, talking to them about how to solve the problem of hey, you just got this stuff dumped on your desk. How do you handle it? We can help you. Makes sense. So, so they're really helping those people solve the problem of. I have this extra work. I don't know how to get it done. Right. So it makes sense. You're talking. Well, you're speaking their language of pain of problems instead of our perception of what they, we think, the problem. Yeah, exactly. Is. That's basically what you you're doing. Good, That's the fine tuning, isn't it? Yeah, because normally, the, you know, they would have wanted to approach them and say, "Oh, look at the great things we have. Look at the cool features we have. All those things were important as a second or third step. The first one was." Getting these people to see what the, the value was for them, what to, for them, and just to give you a real quick, this was in a different country, mm-hmm. so the numbers will make sense. But this was in Australia. We actually put five thousand people who have those kind of jobs, uh, getting them, got them to raise their hand and join their email list wow. that they wanted to communicate about having these events. Very cool. Very cool. right. Give you another example. Yeah, I was going to ask um, you. Just in the, before we go any further, just if people could just comment below, uh, you know, on Facebook, if you're on there, put a comment in. Just let us know that you can hear us okay and you can see us. If you could just put that in, that'd be great. Just put a yes in there. Whether that's live or archive. Yeah, we're right. Because right. we want to know that everything's coming through okay. That's facebook.com forward slash harness the web in case you're listening somewhere else on the internet. And that's possible. Sure is. So here's another example. Um, 
working with, you know these people too, an alternate internet provider, right? Mm-hmm. So they go out and they say, okay, well, who do we want to talk to? Right? They're looking for, if they're looking for customers, who do they speak with? And they, you know, one way to look at it, there's a lot of businesses who think like this, oh, everybody is a potential customer. Mm. Right? Now, what that really says is nobody is because you can't advertise to everybody. Right. You need to speak to someone, and when speaking to them, you want to speak so they know you're talking to them. Right? You're, you know, how do you, you know, they see, you know, a page full of ads. How do they know which ad is the one they're supposed to read? You have to tell them, in effect, right? So, um, in our case, that was a problem. And what we, we came up with a way to get around it for them, but was to call, really to call out people who we thought would be good and then, in effect, tested until we found the ones that actually responded. But that's another example of that. And, 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 uh, Steve, and Steve, just for the, for, for the listening audience, um, the testing phase is a lot more complex than just running one ad and bouncing feedback, right? I mean, give an example of sometimes how many ads you got to run and how many you got to distill down to yeah. before you so figure I think, it out, right? Yeah. So, so in this case, it was the initial purpose was really to find out what, what who would respond and to what would they respond. And I think we put together sixty-four ads hmm. initially, right? Different combinations, different people, right? And the bottom line is, we were looking to see which ones would resonate with the group with the market and then from there we could f- ho- hone in on two things what problem the people wanted to solve and how did we know that because the ads were written in a way that it kind of called out the problem so that they were able to pick themselves out oh that's my problem um based on like their that. language right based on their language not our language right real critical Give an example give it, of that, Steve. Give, give another example of that because people are, are – are, there's some great copywriters out there, right? I mean they can write the compelling headlines and whatnot, and we can debate all day long. Well, will that headline work and this one work or this one? But you got to test it. That's, that's Testing that's, is everything. <laughs> in, testing in is marketing, everything. testing really – marketing, If another way to define marketing is in effect, it's like organized testing. Uh, it's almost like applying the scientific method – to the general business, right? It's mathematical too, right? Yeah, it's kind of like having a hypothesis, test the hypothesis, is it right, isn't it right, can you prove it, and and you keep going forward, right? So it's not not like you're getting a right or wrong answer, you're getting information and feedback which you can use to to then move forward. It's like the Edison, huh? Yeah, exactly. Nine thousand ways to not create a light bulb. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly like right. right. Here's another example of this, and why this is so critical. So I was working with some some guys recently who have a tech company. Who um, it turns out that their ideal end clients were also the ideal end clients of another another industry, hmm. right? Actually, and I'll tell you what it was. It was uh, IT service providers. So their end clients were the same as the IT service providers. Now, 
and this is why this is important. Like, who is your, who are you marketing to, and what's the problem they have? Well, in this case, we said because there's there 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 were like thousands and thousands of potential customers, but hard to find. But it was easy to find the other IT service providers, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, what they did is looked at them. What problem did those people have? that they could solve that would lead them to the end client. All right, so the answer to the questions, what problem do you solve and who do you solve it for, were not in terms of the end client. They were actually in terms of this intermediate step, but the intermediate step led them to the uh, end client. So, and we work, through, we work through this. This may sound complicated, um, it's actually organized. Organized. Uh, it's difficult, but it's organized. We actually have a process that we call um, helping people find their business sweet spot. Mm. Right? It's really the combination of two or three different things, and we want to get focused in and find out. Okay, the, this is this is the play. This is a sweet spot for you. It's like, you know, in in uh, baseball, you know, the guys who hit the ball right on the sweet spot of the bat, the ball goes further. Well, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that sweet spot and get the most leverage for somebody's business. And that's a that's a series of uh, again, it's drilling uh, through the power of question and creating awareness, right? Yeah. So if you you know this is something you can do on your own, right? And you have to, but you have to answer these two questions: Who do I serve? It, right. So who do I so, who do I uh, serve? And what problem do I solve for those people? What problem do I and you solve? You can ask them in either way. You know, it could be what problem do I solve and then who do I solve it for? And this is really important for people who serve a lot of, you know, they think they're serving a lot of people. The thing to do is pick one, right? I'll make it simple. Let's say you're a relationship coach. Well, who do you help? Well, I help men and I help women. Well, pick one. Hmm. Right? Doesn't mean you can't help the other one, but in terms of your marketing, you want to focus on one and maybe then drill down. Well, I help kids, I help teenagers, I help early young married people, and I help people getting ready to retire. Well, pick one. Pick the people ready to retire, for example. Pick the men. And now, what problem do you solve for a man who's ready to retire? And now you can speak to that person. So your marketing then speaks to that person and their problem. And now now you can get them to move forward with you. So Steve, you're speaking their language. We're going to take a little pause. But uh, when we come back, um, there, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, well, okay, so I know who I want to reach. I know which problem I solve. But um, how accurate is it? How can I really reach those people, for example? Facebook. We'll be right back in about 30 seconds. All right, we're back with Steve Peck at Harness the Web on 
Facebook Live. I'm your co-host, Bobby D. And uh, Steve, yes. So how, how methodical is it? I mean, is it a guessing game uh, once we know who we want to reach and what their pain level or how we can solve the problem? Tell us a little bit more about the precision well, or non-precision of Facebook, I guess, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's Facebook or it, it, it's the same in general. Right. Ultimately, it comes down to you, you want to know what it what it what does your customers say it is? What does your prospects say their pain is? Not what do you say it is? Right. And like I always get nervous when I ask that question and people start telling me what they think the pain is, but they really haven't asked. They haven't asked. So, How do you ask? How do you ask, well, Steve? There's a lot of different ways to ask. Uh-huh. Um but it's really as simple as asking. Like <laughs> Yes, but people Which are not going to start counts. calling people, or will they? Or, or are they well, running surveys? Or what? So if you have customers, you could just ask. You could literally call them up and talk to them. Mm. Uh, if you're doing advertising, like I've done a lot where I actually advertise something that I think they want, people will respond to it, and then I ask them a question such as, what's the biggest problem you have in using the Internet to grow your business? That's how I know that 40% of the people said that it's um, knowing who my – you know, how do, I, how do I reach my ideal prospect? Who is my ideal prospect? Um, does that make sense? So there's a lot of ways you can do it. Right. So you run and an you can ad. interject the question. Yeah. So if you think of any of those things you're doing, whether it's you're on the telephone with them, you email them, you're advertising to them, once you begin – um, movement on their side so that just kind of a conversation is beginning you can interject the question what's your biggest problem and the people will tell you and they'll tell you in their language not your language so you get their attention first if i'm getting this right you get their attention first with some kind of ad media whether it's video or images they click they respond they 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 opt into some kind of offer and then you want to get specific that's where you ask them the question so you're you want to fine tune even why they responded yeah. right and yeah and it's critical one of the things is is uh, we'll talk more about this on another day mm-hmm. but it's really critical that you're providing them value so they actually perceive that you they don't maybe they don't know you at all mm-hmm. and you're providing them value before you ask this question. Now they have, you know, it's kind of like reciprocal, you know, that you've done something for them. Now they're going to, you ask a question, they're going to do something for you by giving you the answer. Not the other way around, because first off, you're asking the question, say, I don't know you, why should I tell you what my problems yeah. are, right? So, so basically you're saying you want to build a little rapport and still trust by doing something for them first and then. Yes. And then you come back with the questions. And, yeah, I ask the question. Sense. So the and sequence, it, the sequence, Steve. So let me add this: the sequence of how things are done are very important from from what you're saying here. Yeah, de- definitely. And you can almost think of it: it's like you, you you may have heard this that people say, "Oh, you want to enter the conversation that's going on in the prospect's head." Right. Well, you actually want to think of the whole, all these interactions as a conversation. So the person, so we're talking about a person you don't know. Oh, they see an ad. They think the ad, they're attracted to it for whatever reason. Well, what are they thinking? Oh, this is this is why it's the more specific you can be, the better because now you can have a better idea of what they're probably thinking. Right. 
So now you make the next step based on where you think they are after the first step. Now, this is goes to the testing thing. You might be right or you might be wrong. Yeah. And and now you can go and you can test that. The market and, and doesn't you, lie. The, re right. the reaction doesn't lie and you can and, quantify it. And things that you think don't make any difference do. Yeah, I, I was right. working on a campaign recently where we had a landing page. We changed one word. It's just like the initial response wasn't good enough. It was like there's something wrong. There's so one word. And it was we actually changed the word from the present tense mm -hmm. to the future tense. And what happened in your stats? In your the response went up by 20%. <laughs> Changing a word. Yeah. Who, who, would, who would think? Not yeah, and that's not 20% that's not more responses. That was 20 percentage points. Right. We went from like 6% to 26% response rate. That's serious. Speak to the people, Steve, and, um, that don't have the patience. You know, they're, they're not really into building the relationship. I'm talking about online, but it could be offline, too. And, and they want to make the sale right away, so they, they're hardcore pitching first. Uh, talk to that phenomena. Yeah. It doesn't work as well as it used to, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, people are really, you know, they're sort of uh, sensitive to people advertising to them or pitching them. And so consequently, they're, they have their, like, little feelers up or their antenna up. When they feel that, they kind of run the other way. And there's a story a guy named Dean Jackson told, right? It's great. Um, he talks about cheese and whiskers. <laughs> that when a mouse is born, the mouse is predisposed, right, ingrained in its DNA. It's predisposed to ch seek out cheese. Except... And it'll do anything for that, right? We've all seen it. We all saw the TV commercials, you know, Tom and Jerry with a hole in the wall where the mouse runs inside, right? We've all seen that. The mouse will do whatever it has to do to get to the cheese, except if it senses the whiskers of the cat, <laughs> yeah, right. right? So in your messaging, one of the things you have to watch out is you don't want to be the cat because if you are the cat, the people – sense it mm -hmm. and they run the other way they it's like people like to buy but they don't like to be sold right that's true but they like to be educated don't they yeah they like to be educated they like people to be helpful right they just don't want to be sold so maybe that's the key word is substitute substitute uh you know we have to sell this to we have to um educate people first isn't that the difference between marketing and selling to begin with educate let them on their own accord choose to buy educating and i think for me one of the is the it fundamentally comes down to building a relationship right think about apple right so steve jobs the one we'll start partly you know in their development we could go all the way back to the apple 2 plus and a macintosh I'm not that old. I am. <laughs> but let's jump forward to like the iPhone. So they come out with an iPhone and they got people in line waiting to get it the first day it's out. Right. Paying a premium to buy it. Yeah. Well, why is that? Because yeah. Apple created a relationship with those people. 
right? Not not necessarily where they're talking to them one on one, right? But the people felt that they had a relationship with Apple and were willing to then do that, and willing that, to stand in lock, willing to pay more. overnight building that relationship as well, right? It's like patience. Yeah. So it, you know, and, and on the internet, it's this: if you're interested in having a transaction. Go for the sell up front. Some people will buy. Now, Steve, does that right. work better for certain ticket items, lower ticket item? What about high ticket items? I mean, what's your take on that? It's, um, on Probably low. I'm going to say low ticket items work better because there's less risk. But hmm. it, if you if you go for the sale up front, neither of them really work long term for you. Right. What you really want to do is get a customer for life. Yeah. Right. So they buy now. They buy the next thing you have. They buy the next thing they have. They they're telling their friends about you. You know, think of this. Let's say you have to spend a dollar to acquire a customer. Right. You spend a dollar have the customer, and we'll make it easy. Um, it's the customer's worth two dollars. So now you've got you spent a dollar. You get your dollar back. You now have another dollar. Right. Now, if that customer will tell two of their friends, now you've spent $1, you get a dollar from that customer and two from each of their friends, you now have $5. So you spent $1 and have $5, and that comes from having a relationship with that first customer. And that's the most powerful way to, to build a business when your customers are doing the marketing genuinely, natural networking, because they're so happy with the buyer's experience. Not, I think most people think, oh, they have to be happy with the product service. No, it's, I think it's the whole buyer experience, right, that you focus yeah. on? Yeah, it's not just the product. It's the experience. They have to feel wanted. They have to feel a little bit loved. They, it's how they feel. And if they feel right, right, especially if you can wow them, yeah, that's good. So actually right now that brings up something I was going to ask later. If you could take the time right now, if you're listening to this on Facebook, especially you're listening to this, if you could just go down and click the like wow button and click that and put that little wow face up for us, right. that would be great. Right. We'd like to see that. Know that we're on track with the information we're giving you. And why? And why? So comment too. And yeah. hey, nothing wrong with sharing the video archives. That's for sure, or the live stream, right? Yeah. So if you cool. if you have friends, yeah, who you know that oh, this would be good information for someone, or you have a question that you'd like us to talk about in the future, right? You want to put that in. Or here's another one: if you know somebody you'd like us to interview, yes. because oh, yeah, we'll be adding guests to this. Gonna, yeah, yeah, we'll be, be adding guests to this pretty soon. So uh, let's wrap it up, Steve. We're coming down to already 30 minutes. Can you believe it? You're just on a good roll. So um, what do you want people to do from this point on? What can they expect next week on uh, Episode 2 of uh, yes. the Web? So next week what we're going to talk about is um, how to um, communicate with your prospects in a way that's engaging, but they don't perceive as spammy, salesy, or annoying, right? So basically, how do you how do you communicate and actually pull them towards you rather than push you away, push yeah. them away from you? That's what we're going to talk about. Are you going to talk about the spamming effect on Facebook when people tag people and uh, that's a 
that's a different form. Like if the person is not in the post, they're not in the image or the video people are tagging, isn't that a form of spamming? Uh, maybe. Depends. <laughs> it depends how you feel, right? But we'll talk about Well, uh, it depends how you feel about it, right? right? Exactly. Um, you have to think about what does it do. So there's one of the things that we'll be covering a lot of, there's a lot of how-to things. When I say how-to things, which button you push to make something happen. And why, right? right? Well, the why part isn't covered a lot. No. A lot of the time, people just talk about, oh, you want to do this, press this button, push this thing, write this here, go. You know, it, it actually executes something. But that doesn't necessarily produce the result you want. So what we want to do is really want to talk to people about, we can talk about what buttons you push, but really we want to talk about why are you pushing what buttons because we want to know what, we want to help you get the results that you're looking for, right. not teach you how to push some buttons. And lastly, Steve, you'd like to engage with people starting this week. I, I believe you have a, a page set up for them to sure. provide information so you can help them as well. Do you, do you want to talk about that as we wrap sure. it up? Sure. 2018 is right here, right? It's coming right around the corner. Right. And so one of the things that we offer here at Harness the Web is we'll do a free strategy session with you. So it's between 30 and 45 minutes where you're going to get uh, really a crystal clear vision of what 2018 can look like for you and your business, really the, what ultimate business success looks like for you. We'll help you uncover some of the hidden challenges that be, may be holding you back or sabotaging you from having the kind of results you're looking for. And ultimately, the biggest thing that a lot of people say they get out of this is they just leave the session kind of like with uh, renewed, re-energized, sort of inspired about their own business and what they're up to. So if that's something you'd like to do, if you just go to hammercommunity.com forward slash session, and uh, there's a little application so you can tell about tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, we'll get back to you and get that scheduled. All right, Steve. Outstanding. We'll see you next week for episode two of Harness the Web. Thank you for sharing uh, some foundational information. I, I can't wait to dig deeper uh, with you into the content, and I can't wait to see some of your guests on the show that you'll be bringing on board. Very cool. cool. All right. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Hey, it's a wrap. It's Harness the Web, episode one. And uh, make sure that you visit facebook.com forward slash harness the web. Hey, like, comment, share, help Steve grow uh, his ability to help people. So um, you want to be helped? Remember to go to the uh, hammercommunity.com forward slash session. Fill out the questionnaire. Steve will get back to you. He'll engage with you uh, live uh, in private. And um, so it's a wrap for this week. I'm Bobby D for Harness the Web. I'm your co-host uh, for Steve Peck. We'll see you definitely next week. Ciao for now. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks so much for listening to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Peck. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit HarnessTheWeb.net. We'll see you next time. Have a question for Steve? Tweet him now at HarnessTheWeb or on Facebook, facebook.com slash HarnessTheWeb.